Hi, I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. Hello, everybody. We are back to our regular scheduled programming. I know. Last week, we talked sayings. I know. We took a little break from murder. <clears throat> um, had a fun week. And now <laughs> we are... <laughs> took a break from murder. <laughs> had a, a really break. awesome it week. And now we're back. Now we're back to, you know, ruin your day again um, with some murder. Yeah, but they're here to listen, so clearly we're not ruining listen, Maybe your day. this is the best part of your day. Maybe this is... Maybe you're a parent and this is your me time. Maybe yeah. you're stressed out at work and you're driving and you just want to hear something that is not work related. Or mm-hmm. maybe you're folding laundry. Hey, that's usually when I listen to podcasts. Really? Or when I do dishes or in the car. Yeah, I'm usually, mm-hmm. you know, getting my son's backpack cleaned out for the next day and getting things organized. Or nice. I'm driving like to work or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what you eating over there? Uh, I'm back to eating again. I, I've been going to the gym. No. So Haley brought some delightful strawberry pastries. They are so good. That Ingalls Bakery, every time. Fresh. But I tell you who has amazing pastries. Publix. Yeah, they do have really good They're pastries. really good pastries. They do. Uh, we have a friend, Michelle, who used to always bring some Publix goodies. Because <gasps> right. she lived right near mm-hmm. a Publix. And, um, ugh, so amazing. Good. So, so good. good. Anyway, it's a little plug. So if Publix, you want to sponsor Listen, us. or Ingles. We're here for we you. We are here. We're available. Yes. <laughs> All right, so what is this murder about, Haley? Yeah, um, we're going to talk about a more historic murder. Ooh. In Asheville, North Carolina, which I had never heard of before. And I want to say that this story, I got most of, if not all of my information from a really awesome site called Asheville Terrors. Oh. Is the site. It's really well done. I don't know who runs it. Um, but. But if so, reach out. If so, because your writing style is amazing. And I sat there and I got in this like crazy rabbit hole where I was just reading like all these stories. So you may hear another story from them soon because I was obsessed. Which we fully give you credit. Yeah, right? Like like, for real, go check out their website because it's really awesome. Okay, so we are going to talk about Will Harris. I've heard this. Have you? I have. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You're going to hear it again. Okay. Are you go ready? for it. Yes, I am. <laughs> okay. All right. We're going to go back to 1906. Mm-hmm. Um, I have no historical facts about 1906. Not really sure what was probably going on. Um, <laughs> you know, we're rolling into the 1900s. We've been there a few years. We're kind of getting comfy. Industrialization. Yeah. You know, there was that big earthquake in San Francisco that wiped out a lot of people. <laughs> Caused a lot of <laughs> right? flooding in, in 1906. Yeah. Um, this is pre-World War One. Mm-hmm. So things are kind of booming. And Asheville, at this point, is they have a lot of sanatoriums. This is where people who are ailing, who are sick, who have things like asthma come to the mountains with hopes of right. finding healing tuberculosis. so yes tuberculosis a lot of these clinics have opened and Asheville is seen as the place where folks go for 
healing and to get better. Mm -hmm. Um, And really well-known doctors and physicians, Zelda Fitzgerald, the wife of F. Scott Fitzgerald. Which we need to cover. Fitzgerald. That old bastard. That bastard. I miss him. Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. That's a callback to like what episode two? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So um, his wife, Zelda, had come here for mental health uh, Mm -hmm. needs. And, you know, this this was the place that you went. So... You know, that's what's going on in Asheville at this time period. It actually was booming. Yes. Um, It's going to end in disaster here, though, for our pal Will Harris. Sorry, Will. Um, Yeah, well, he's not a great guy. No, he's not. All right. November 12th, 1906. uh, Will Harris comes to Asheville to look for his old girlfriend. Uh, Harris had a rap sheet that was about a mile long with everything from burglary to assault listed on there um and he had also killed a police officer oh in the past so he's not a great guy oh. harris was part of a chain gang which they don't really do anymore thankfully um in charlotte north carolina but somehow managed to escape that situation wow that's pretty impressive uh yeah really because i'm like how would one go about that but i mean he did it Charlotte hired a detective, um, Van Griffin, who was, fun fact, also the city's first black detective Wow! in Charlotte, which I think was really cool, um, to track him down. Griffin was able to track him down and book him into the county jail. So he's like, got it done in the county jail. However, he managed to escape again. Why can't they keep this guy? What is going on? I don't, you know, he's a slippery dude. It seems like it. Yeah. Um, because he caught him once again, and this time sent him to a state prison in Raleigh and thought, like, okay, state prison in Raleigh, a little bit more security, you know, we're good. Yeah. Um, but like I said, he was a slippery dude. Uh, managed to escape the chain gang he was attached to again. Oh, my God. And escaped into a wagon load of bricks, which Ooh. unlike our hay... Escape. I was say instant, instant memory flashback. Hey, um, he got in those bricks. <laughs> Getting them bricks. Yep. <laughs> Loaded right on in with those bricks. I feel like um, that would be a less comfortable ride. I also feel like there's a high likelihood that you could die. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, he was taking a chance. He was, um, but got into the wagon load of bricks and that's where he was. Hmm. Now, Harris knew that Griffin would be after him if he stayed in the area. He's like, listen, this guy, he's tracked me down a ton. Could have beat it out of town. Right. So he's like, I'm going to go to Asheville to get away. Um, you know, he wanted to make sure he was out of Griffin's territory to where he's like, you know, he's going to pass us on to the Asheville people and I can probably get away from them easier than I can this guy. But he also what? wanted to meet up with his old girlfriend, Molly Maxwell. And Molly was in Asheville at this mm-hmm. point? Or he thought she was. That was the last place he had seen her. No. It wasn't Asheville. You know, I don't think she kept up with him in the prison. Yeah, I don't I think don't she think wrote love letters. They weren't writing love no, letters. No, no. Um, My I know. dearest Will. <laughs> right. I am in Asheville at 276 Pine Drive. I don't know. I'm just oh. making it up. Uh, on November 12th, 1906, Harris you know, arrived in Nashville. On the morning of the 13th, he spent about $35, which... That's a lot of money back then. In 1906, then. that's a lot of money. 
uh, buying some nice clothes, um, a Savage 303 rifle. Oh, no. And a jug of bourbon. You know, that's not a good... It's not a good combo. Not a good combo. Maybe the clothes and the bourbon. Leave the gun out of it. A jug of bourbon? A jug of bourbon. So I'm thinking like a gallon, Yeah, like a big old jug. A gallon, yeah. Like think of... um, A glass gallon jug that you would blow into and make music. Yeah, pretty much. That's what it was. Oh, God. (laughs) This is not going well. No. He then made his way out to Molly's sister's home. Molly's sister uh, was Pearl Maxwell, and she lived in an apartment on Valley Street, um, which is near Eagle Street in Asheville, if you know anything. Kind of think on the east side of Asheville. Um, Not sure. Kind of like the downtown area, that sort of area. Um, is there still a Valley Street? Does I that still exist? I think so. Okay. It's been a minute since I've been there. Uh, this was a predominantly African-American community and was known as, quote, Devil's Half Acre. Okay. Which sounds not great. No. I'm like, is this just kind of what it was called, or is that slightly racist? It sounds small and racist. Right, yeah. So I'm not sure. If anybody knows the history of why it was called that, let us know. Um, This was, you know, we're in segregation time. Mm-hmm. It's Jim Crow. Right. This is, it's not a great time. Right. Um. So this was kind of the place in town where all of the black-owned businesses operated and where most um, African-Americans were living at the time. Mm-hmm. So this was kind of like that area. When Harris showed up at Pearl's place, she let him know, you know, Molly had moved about 20 miles away to Hendersonville, North Carolina, which, you know, nowadays is not that, you know, 20 miles, is, you know, Asheville to Hendersonville is not that far. But when you're but when on you're, a buggy and horse that's yeah, pretty far it's a journey yeah yeah so I wonder if she was just saying that to make him go away i don't know i would i would i'd too. be like actually she moved to jupiter the the planet right so i'm i'm sorry it's not here Whoopsie. anymore <laughs> um harris decided though that if molly wasn't there you know he might could try his luck with pearl what she just was like yeah let's we'll move on to you know what? You know what? She see moved. That seems like her. a long distance. But since you're here in front of me, yeah, we'll see. You want you, you want to go out? I I've got some booze. Got some bourbon. I dress nice. Yeah, come here, baby. <laughs> well, Pearl allowed Harris to stay at the house until um, um, her partner Tony Johnson got home later that night. So I guess I mean, in my thought, she's probably like. You know, I mean... Being friendly, like... Yeah, like, I get... I mean, you came all this way looking for her. She's not here. Yeah, I mean, hang out for a little while, but then gotta go. Did they know his criminal history? I don't know. Hmm. And maybe, and maybe it was just like... She didn't care. Just be kind. Yeah, just yeah. was a good person. And yeah. was like, you know, this guy's well, traveled all this way. And... People were more trusting then as well. Yeah. I mean, they didn't lock their well, doors. Well, and he had dated her sister. Right. And so she She knew him. him. Yeah. Wasn't a stranger. Right. Uh, Harris had uh, drank all day and was in a fighting mood when Tony came home around 11 o'clock that night. Oh, dear. Yeah. Uh, Tony came home to Harris waving his gun around and yelling about, quote, being the devil. Okay. Which is, I mean, not great. No. Not great. 
So, of course, this is before, you know, we have new phones in the home. So Tony (laughs) ran to the local police station for help. He's like, hey, this guy's crazy. Please come help me. He's talking about being the devil. I don't know what's going on. Smart. So runs to the police for help. Leaves his lady unattended with El Diablo. I guess it's just like, you know, she's been fine all day. Yes, she'll be fine a little bit longer. One would hope. Right. Uh, Two officers, Captain John Page and Officer Charles Blackstock, came back to the home with Tony. Now, Tony had warned them that Harris was armed and dangerous. And drunk. Yeah, like, you know, this is probably not a great situation you're about to walk into. Maybe prepare yourself. Bring some men. Right. The officers went up to um, the apartment where Harris caught them off guard. Harris shot through the door, killing Officer Blackstock pretty much instantly, which is very sad. He's a good shot. Yeah, just like shot through the door, got him right there. Gosh. Not good. Uh, another shot hit Captain Page in the arm, uh, but he was able to, like, get to safety and escape. Good. Harris took off towards the business district and began shooting people at random. Oh, my Lord. He shot three people. Uh, Benjamin Addison, who was a shopkeeper. Walter Corping. Corpening? Corpening. Who was walking home from work. Uh, and Tom Neal, who was sitting on his porch. Um, and in the firing, a dog was also killed in an alleyway, which makes me really sad. Uh, Captain Page and another officer, um, James Bailey, uh, caught up to Harris and got into like an all-out gunfight with him. Like it was a just full in the middle of the street. Just in the middle of the street, like almost looked like a western. Right, like the way it was described, it was kind of like a western movie. So I'm sure you have people all around because it's busy. It's a downtown. Mm-hmm. People are leaving work. It's probably five o'clock, six yeah. o'clock. And they're all standing around watching this gunfight. Right. Well, this was in like, this was in the middle of the night because he had got home at 11 that night. Oh, 11. Okay. And this is like so, what's happened after that. So this okay. is like the night. Wow. So people like, but are getting off, you know, work still from closing yeah. up shop and going Sitting on their porch, and, hanging out. Yep. Just kind of, you know. Hanging out. Shoot the breeze. Yep. Shoot the gun. Yeah. <laughs> so the shootout lasted 10 minutes. That's actually a long That's time. A really long time. You're when, I'm wondering, like, are they reloading? Yeah. Like, what? Does he have he's a got lot of a ammo? rifle. Yeah. Which is, like, that takes a minute to... Like, wait, wait, wait. Let's cease fire for a second. I have to reload. Yeah. Hmm. So it took about 10 minutes. Officer Bailey was shot and killed during this, and Harris was wounded, um, but he took off south um, out of the city. He was running. Towards Hendersonville. Towards Hendersonville. <laughs> right. And on his way. <laughs> Molly, Molly. Molly, I'm coming I'm to get you, girl. Shot. Um, yeah. A mob of about 300 angry men showed up at the police station to help with a manhunt. They were like, we wow. are here, ready to go. Listen, these people were organized, uh, and they were. They organized them into groups and sent them out to search for Harris. Like, this was, I mean, they got this group together. This group was like, we're getting it done. It's kind of these vigil antis mm-hmm. in a way. We're going to go out. We're going to take care of business. Yep. Uh, some of the men had been loaned guns from a local pawn shop. Dear Lord. They were like, here's some guns. Godspeed. <laughs> 
Would you like to look at an antique doll while you're here? No, no just, just the guns. The gun. All right, okay. that's fine. That's fine. Hmm. Um, a bloodhound named Biscuit Eater. <laughs> <laughs> that's really know. cute. I was like, I don't know what, how much he helped, but he said he did help to find Biscuit Eater, get over here. But I really just love that his that. name was Biscuit Eater. That's the next dog name. Yep. Well, if I get another one, yeah. Biscuit Eater Biscuit be eater. it. On November 15th, Harris was found sleeping in a barn outside of the town of Fletcher, which is about eight miles from where everything kind of started. So he made it to Henderson County. Yeah, so he made it in there, yep. Uh, he was found by a group of men who were being led by railroad agent Frank Jordan. When someone from the group shot at him with a shotgun, Harris dove into a bush for safety. He yelled out that he would kill anyone that came too close uh, and shot his rifle into the air above the mob. Just kind of started firing, like, you know, wow. I will. And, I mean, he already killed two police officers. I mean, he had nothing to lose at right. this point. Right, he's just shooting. The group retreated and waited for reinforcements. Interesting. So 300 men essentially were like, okay, he scared us well, all. Well, this they'd been split up into groups. Oh, okay. So okay. there weren't as Maybe many. Maybe 10 men or right. something. Right, yeah. I mean, that's still pretty still, impressive. Yeah. One guy against all these others. They were like, you know, we're going to wait. This we're guy's crazy. Get some no, reinforcements thanks. in here. Yeah. Over 100 men came to that location. Wow. Began firing into the bush where Harris was hiding. When the shooting stopped, over 500 bullets had been fired. Harris had been shot over 100 times. Wow. So the body was unrecognizable. Oh my god. I wonder how many it took that actually killed him. I don't know. Wow. Talk about your overkill. Right. Harris's body was put on display for the townsfolk to see as proof that he had been caught. Obviously. I mean, just bring your kids right on up and... Hey, hey. It's Saturday night, Mama. What are we doing? Are we playing marbles? No. No, no. Remember that man who shot those nice police officers? We're going to go see his body. It's riddled <laughs> with bullets. You could stick your finger inside. Wouldn't this. that be great? I mean, I, I get, like, I'm, pardon me, gets, like, why they did it. Of, like, you know, the pain of all this, like, here's the person who did it and see what we did. Mm-hmm. Like, we got him. We got him. Yeah. So, like, I get it in that sense, but also, like, ew. <laughs> well, and I mean, even as as forward as, you know, when Saddam Hussein was caught, you know, he was pretty much held on a spike for everyone to see um, after he had been killed. Yeah. So, I mean, and we're talking, whatever, 2000, I don't know, nine? Maybe. Maybe yeah. something like that. Eight, nine. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think there's that that piece of like, oh well, this was justice served. Yeah, like so. See, we we did see, to we, them. You're what, safe now. Yeah, yeah. And also, anybody else who has a right mind to go out and do this, like this, this is what happens. This is what happens. You'll be riddled with bullets. Yeah. Um, a reward had been created after the shooting spree in town, um, and the men who shot Harris requested that the money go to the widows of Officer Blackstock and Officer Bailey. Oh, that's really nice. That's sweet. I hope they also took care of the civilians that were killed. Right. Too, Which I'm sure they did. I mean, that community, I'm sure, rallied around 
those family members yeah. and everything. Um, Harris's gun was presented to Captain Page, and the city of Asheville actually prohibited the sale of alcohol in the town the next year because of the drunken violence. Hmm. So alcohol could not be served. And that stuck around for a while. It did. I mean, you know, they back probably, I bet you it went, you know, into the teens. Yeah. And then at that point, we started free-for-alling and just, you know, by the 20s, having a good old time. And what's hilarious is, I mean, now Asheville's like beer capital of the world. It's beer city, yeah. It's beer city. (laughs) Anywhere you go, we always talk. And this is true of, um, hey, you want to go meet at a brewery? I know. That's it's like very it's normal. It's like, you want to meet at this brewery? Oh, and, which and we one? bring our kids. Yeah. Like, it's a family affair. You bring your kids to the brewery. Yeah. It's very common here. That's a that's a norm. Yeah. Um, even, like, if you go to a winery, which is also common here, mm-hmm. you bring your kids. Yep. Like, it's it's just part of the deal. Yeah. yeah. They're all pretty family friendly. Yeah. I mean, beer. my son drinks so many beer. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. He does not. Um, but, you know, they have activities for children and cute little picnic benches and yeah. um, great food in a in a food truck, yep. usually. Yep. Yep. It's a great time. Um, okay. Thomas Wolfe. He's a famous author, if you don't know. Uh, Look Homeward Angel. Right. Uh, who, he actually lived in this town. Yes, he did. As a child. And was sleeping less than a mile away from the shootout. Oh, wow. He would often go to the Vance Memorial, which is gone now, right? Mm-hmm. They officially took so. it down. Um, Vance Memorial and run his fingers over a chip left from a glancing bullet. Ooh, so creepy. Right? Uh, he would later write a short story called The Child by Tiger, which recounts the event. Hmm. So I've not read it. Um, but I haven't I, either. I will now. Yeah. Um, one weird thing. What? Will Harris's body mysteriously vanished after being viewed. Like, Someone stole it? Either that or he was buried in like a pauper's grave. Hmm. But like nobody knows what happened to the body. Somebody stole it. They I'm sure. Love. I'm sure. Yeah. All right. Moving into... Some hauntings. Oh, I didn't see that coming. I told you. I still got my stuff from Asheville Terror, so of course there's some good hauntings. But I just thought, you know, terrorizing. Right. (laughs) Like, he terrorized Asheville. Well, he did, but we've got some haunting here, too. What the heck? So this is the haunting of Barley's Tap Room. Oh. (laughs) Which is right in that area. I went there with some colleagues um, (laughs) back in 2008, and we had way too much beer. (laughs) They also have really good pizza. Yes, and we had their pizza, which was so amazing. Good. I know. I've met like friends from out of town, and then like, where do you want to go? I'm like, oh, Barley's is really good. It is right across from the Double Decker Coffee, mm-hmm. which is up from awesome. the Orange Peel. Yes, a little bit music Fantastic. venue. Yep, yep, great place. All good places. Um, so this is on Eagle Street mm-hmm. in Asheville, and it is said to be haunted by the victims of Harris's rampage. Really? Mm-hmm. People have reported seeing a man in an old-fashioned cop uniform walking up and down the street. Um, people also hear a dog barking in the alleyway, but there is no dog in the alleyway. Mm, that's creepy. Several shadowy figures dart around the area. So they're seeing lots of spooky things, which I kind of love. 
Barley's Tap Room and Pizzeria is in the immediate area now. Um, it seems like the ghosts kind of venture in from time to time. Well, the pizza's good. Why not? Right. I you mean, know. you come in, get a slice, and yeah. you know, and ghost. go back and haunt. You right. know, uh, one of Harris's victims was reportedly killed in the same spot that Barley's Tap Room now sits on. So. That's kind of, you yeah. know, some bad mm, juju. Yeah, not yeah, great. Yeah, I don't like that. No. The area was also known to be a home to the town's gallows. See, now, I have read that that was actually on Broadway. See, and that's the thing. It's like, you never know. Were there multiple gallows? Did they just kind of have them in different spots? Was it like a traveling thing? <laughs> traveling, <laughs> traveling gallows. Da, 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 like, step right up. Well, and then you know this was time of segregation. Did they have separate gallows? Fair point. I, I don't do know. know that the last hanging occurred in 1935 um, over a stolen horse. And the gallows at that point were um, on Broadway, you okay. know, right there before you get on 26 mm-hmm. there, the or 240, whatever the, the freeway is there. And um, you have right there, Broadway's on the right. And yeah. apparently that's where the gallows were. Interesting. Yeah. Crazy. I mean, just even being in the general area, probably not great. No. Um, but yeah, there had been many supernatural events there over the years. I'm sure of it. There uh, was a report of a black shadow man walking down Biltmore Avenue before disappearing into the door of Barley's. And the owner there once reported that he had seen a man's shadow walk past his office window. His office is on the second floor. Hmm. So he was eight feet tall. Right. I understand, yes. Yeah. That's uh, That's creepy. Super creepy, yeah. And then you you're kind of like, did I really see that? And you're like, you know, yeah. When you're kind of that freaked out, you try and um, rationalize, like, you know what? It was probably just a right. You're talking yourself out of it. You fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Ghostly figures, flickering lights, and objects moving on their own are regularly reported at Barley's. Mm -hmm. And visitors have also claimed to see a little girl in a white dress in the bathroom. So I don't know who she is or where she came from. (laughs) <laughs> funny enough I had been in their bathrooms quite a bit because like I said we we drank a lot of beer that day and I was in and out of the bathroom and I just had this like coldest iciest feeling where I felt like I okay and, and their bathrooms are lovely like super nice <laughs> listen I am kind of the connoisseur of bathrooms because I pee all the time mm-hmm. Haley can mm-hmm. attest so you know, I get very familiar with their bathrooms and they had very nice bathrooms. Mm-hmm. But I just remember on last visit, um, I just kind of had this cold little feeling. And I didn't know a little girl was in there from the early 1900s. Apparently. To say hi. Just chilling yeah. in there. Doing Watching me urinate. Moaning Myrtle. Is that yeah, what they call her? No, it's Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Harry Potter. I have no... Yeah. That's a good thing to do. I'm kind of old. It's all right. You know, I I was um, an adult when all the books came out. And I just never... They're pretty good. Gotta get into that. Not really a reader. I'm I'm a big reader. Anyway, um, okay. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) 
and we do book reports every week. <laughs> so, I, basically, but I, I think that that's it, that I do so much in my job and in other aspects that I just don't read. Well, by the time it gets to that time of night, I'll look at my phone, I'll look at, you know, Facebook for two seconds, pass out, and that's it. Yeah. True. It's as far as I get. True. I'm usually so tired. Yeah. Um, so the last little thing on this, paranormal groups have actually come to Barley's. Ooh. Um, and they've left with some EVPs, some electronic voice phenomenons, um, and some photographic evidence. What kind of things did they hear? I don't know. It wasn't listed. Um, I'd mm. like to find out, though. Me, too. I wonder if that show... Um, what is it any of them any of those yeah like haunting shows will come and that would be so cool that would be neat they probably have i mean yeah and well Asheville has so many haunted mm-hmm. places and yeah. occurrences so for sure yeah but that's uh all Damn. i have so that. here's what i'm thinking what are you thinking barley's mm-hmm. sponsor us <gasps> Ooh, yeah we will come and enjoy some pizza and beer we will record and maybe just maybe we'll have a ghostly appearance encounter wouldn't that be fun i love that i mean super scary and off-putting but at the same time really fun yes so you know hit us up if you want i love it so if you want to hit us up and you want to tell us a little bit more about your experiences, um, if you are have been in and around the Asheville area, you've been to Barley's and you're like, oh yeah, I could tell a few stories. Mm-hmm. Or if you work there, let us know. You can do so by sending us a quick email at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. Find us on Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. And of course, if you want to support us to hear more, our Patreon is patreon.com slash mountainmysteries. Haley, do you have a location shout out this time? I do. Um, We're going to go to Everett, Washington. Ooh, I love it. Me too. Sounds beautiful. Sounds very mountainous. I would like to go. Yeah. Do you guys want to sponsor us there too? I'm we'll come. We'll come. We'll come there. We will be there. No For problem. Sure. <sighs> well, another week in the can. Yep. We'll be back. Hopefully at Barley's <gasps> next week. No, not next week, but not at maybe in the future. Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. Can't wait. All right, y'all. We'll see you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye.